You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Alright, rather than manhandle a protocol droid out of its uh, thing, I'm just going to jump into the other vehicle and get everyone else to do the same. Okay, great, fantastic. Well, that's right, neither of these are ours. Exactly. No. <laughs> so you just, so taking this, you just <laughs> beep, beep. J- oh no. You just back it up. It's J turned it. So because it's a corridor, I love the idea of, because, I mean, it's a, it's a wide corridor, but it's a long ship, so powers. you have to kind of do like a, a, a 12, a 12 point yes. turn. I'd also like to point out, however, that it's a floater, so it, I don't have to worry about wheeling position. It can rotate three six. Oh, I know. Oh, take the fun, take out, the fun of it, out of it. <laughs> so you spin around. Yes. I'll take any weapons off the dead Rodians and just kick them off the barge. Uh, sure. So it's just, it is, it is, it is four light blaster pistols. Yeah. And, sorry. Yeah. Four light blaster pistols and one light blaster rifle. Yeah. Do they have any money? Oh, we don't have that kind of time. We do not have time. <laughs> the, bo- the, the bodies are all on the ship you're taking. Oh, oh no, you're dumping them over That's what I'm just taking the weapon, dumping it off, taking the weapon, dumping it off. Okay, that's going to leave a trail of dead rodents. So you can, take, you can take the weapons, that's for sure. Yeah. So with that then, you... <laughs> before the security can arrive and ask you a lot of very pointed questions you frankly don't have the time to answer because don't forget yep. even though you'll be proven innocent in all of this almost time. almost certainly they will subject you to hours of questioning because yeah. there's dead bodies in the wheels uh, mm-hmm. hangar bay uh-huh. section and you know that they are very very particular about that kind of thing which is probably why even these ruthless Rodians chose to knock out the guards rather than kill them Yeah. speaking of which you, you go past the unconscious guards maybe just give them a bit of a look over but they're breathing they're be fine uh, and then you make your way uh, slowly and with sparks still flying from your engine back to your hangar bay and your ship okay so you make your quick getaway and back to your particular hangar bay you all rush into your ship the scarlet magpie the engine has already warmed up as specified before so you jump on and you know Clearances and everything else that needs to be done. Clearances, all that kind of stuff, and soon you are off into the black. Can somebody contact Shira and let them know that she has a bunch of unconscious ice attack and a bunch of very dead Rodians? We don't know how they got that way. No idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, check your shit, Shira. We're out. <laughs> All right, then I assume that somebody sends her a message informing her yes. of, the, of the security guards. Okay, fantastic. Now, soon you are free of uh, the wheel itself, and soon you are, you know, you have to kind of, you know, <laughs> dodge a couple of large freighters that are coming in, but that's okay. Uh, you make your way out into the stars, and now you are going to be inspecting the exact coordinates to make yourself an astrogation check. Yes, indeed. Ah. <laughs> Just as a really as a really quick recap what you did manage to get from the pod was the fact that they it's effectively a last minute uh distress beacon Mm -hmm. which is to say you know we are entering the atmosphere of uh cholgana and you know we're gonna crash but i'm pretty sure we can land it relatively safety safely uh, now the message, very importantly, was actually to Ropok, which is Roam's and Shida's father, because obviously this oh. was quite some time ago, and at that point he was the CEO. Okay. He was the president of Isotech. 
So it's obviously a very long, <laughs> you know, uh, an escape pod from long ago when it first went missing. But uh, uh, what you know about Cholgana, just just from a basic, you know, planetary knowledge, brief knowledge of room, or it, yeah, sure. Um, anyone? What? Sorry. Knowledge at a room. Oh yeah, yes, I can do that. I can do that. Cool. Um, is there a difficulty? Out or in? Oh, just one. Um, let's see. I have a one triumph, one advantage. Ooh, boy. But the success is taken out by the failure that I rolled. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> so you have an advantage and a triumph, I... but no success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh. Okay. So you know what? You don't know much about the planet itself. It's too. You don't manage to find out. Anything but the most basic information. Okay. Okay? Which is just, you know, things that everybody knows, which is that, you know, and would and would require no check to discern. Okay. Which is that it's in the Troll system, it's on the very, very far outer rim territories. Yeah. There's only wild space beyond it. It's okay. it's about as far out as it goes. It is famous mostly, and in fact with, with that information only for the Nexu, sorry, it's the Nexu, by the way, not the Nexus. Yeah. And oh. for those for those that are curious, the Nexu are the four-legged, huge fang-moored creatures that are in episode two in the arena. Oh, yep. there's a large rhino-like creature, mm-hmm. and then there's oh. that, that weird sort of ti- multi-eyed tiger, purpley oh, creature. Yeah. There's an insect boy. It was like a S- a, a pterodon type head thing. Sort of, uh, yeah. Sort of eyes like an, you know, multi- multiple eyes, big, wow. huge. Yeah. snapping gremlin like mouth they are vicious predators and they're often used as well sometimes people use them as natural guards but they're incredibly hard to train more often than not people use them in a re- in arena sport mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, and big game hunters just love to use them as like an ultimate opponent because they're not only very vicious but also when they're in their environment which is the jungle they're incredibly stealthy um, yeah. finding them in an open arena is difficult enough but you know they're really Terrible, terrible predators. So they're a really great challenge for those that enjoy that kind of big game hunting type thing. That's all you know. Mm-hmm. With that triumph, though, yes, I will alert you to the fact that you pick up a really obscure bit of information, Yep, which is that the Chol system, and more importantly, Cholgana, two-thirds of its orbit is actually in the Chol Nebula, which is a really, really dense particle nebula, which uh, would obscure it very, very heavily from any sort of transmissions or oh, uh, oh no. you know, radio <laughs> communication, all that kind of thing. Yeah. So what you can tell straight away is that if you're going to go to Cholgana, which is just a ridiculously, you know, in true Star Wars fashion, it's just that one climate type, which is just mono-dense. Yeah. Yeah, it's a monoclimate. It's very, very dense uh, jungles. There are mountains as well. So yeah. I guess it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, 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 a two terrain type. There's uh, water, there's dense, dense, thick, you know, sci-fi jungle. Yeah. And you know that if uh, a ship crashed there, you will not be able to do a survey scan from orbit. You're going to have to go down and actually do a scan in atmosphere because wow. the, ne- the nebula will obscure your sensors and whatnot. Yes. So, um, unfortunately, the coordinates on the data disk, as you've discovered, really only give you the fact that it landed on Cholgana. Uh, maybe in like a, a quarter of the planet is is the best you can get. Okay. And, and so, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a search to find this thing because even a, even a ship this size, if it crashed... The overgrowth now would have completely obscured, obscured it from sight, yeah. you know? So, 
All right, then. That's what you find out. So, there are going to be a couple of astrogation checks. And yep. as this is the first time we've made one, it's probably a good idea to work out who the best astrogator is. That's going to be me off the top of my head. Okay. I'm surprised. I'm sorry, Tom, but that's just not a word. What's that? Astrogating. In this game, it is. <laughs> it is. All words are made up. Does, navi- does, does the navi and navigation mean like C? No. <laughs> okay. So looking over the coordinates that you have, you realize that you have got two basic options as far as astrogating there. Option okay. one, mm-hmm. you follow its flight plan exactly, meaning that you follow its original flight path by traveling to the very, very end of the Perlinian trade route. You stop in deep space, and then you make a second, more difficult jump to Cholgana itself. So that's going to be two checks, and you have a class one hyperdrive, so you're all set. Do uh, Yes. Option, now, option two is you are going to uh, make a direct jump if you want to risk it. Initially, following the Perlimian trade route for a brief time, but then basically just breaking directly for Cholgana instead of flying to the end of the route first. So now as this exact route is uncharted, the jump difficulty is going to become pretty daunting indeed. Mm. As you are relying on, you know, current data, updated data for hyperspace routes to Cholgana obtained at the wheel, which you would have had time to do, it's going to be, yeah, a, a, little, a little bit difficult, but it's up to you whether you want to do it that way. This will be quicker, but it'll be more risky. Quicker, but more risky. That's I correct. Speed is necessary at the moment. Yep. I guess it depends on the kind of risk and what our, how well we could deal with it if that became a possibility. So, we, so we're dealing with out of game, I suppose. We're dealing with outdated, corrupt, or counterfeit navigation charts from Nevercom. Uh, data. So basically, yeah, no one's gone this direct route since the time that the Saab Nalor uh, travelled it. That is exactly. So that it takes out easy to a uh, to two dice, really. Yeah. So basically, option one is going to be <laughs> difficulty two, followed by a difficulty three with two black die. Mm. Whereas option two is just going to be a straight difficulty four. With two black die. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, let me take a quick look what I've got. I can reduce one of those. I can remove one of those black dice with Galaxy Mapper. Cool. And you have plenty of destiny points there. But, do, you know, it's, it's still worth bearing in mind. Oh, and also to give you... Sorry. I've explained the risks now to explain the reward. Yes, please. If you do it that way yep. and you do well enough, you could get there within about 55 hours. Okay. That's the quick way. If yeah. you take the double, the double, you're looking at at least seventy to eighty hours. All right. I vote quick. Quick. Yeah. The other half of that equation is that well, we have a class one, which by the way, it doesn't get much faster without modifying it. By the way. Yep. So thanks to Isotech, you have a class one hyperdrive on your ship, and so you will be able to make it in pretty quick time. All right. So we all agree, fastest is the way we want to go. Yes. All right. In <laughs> which can we get it to hit eighty-eight miles an hour? 88 parsecs. <laughs> All right, listen. Um, yep. So, are we making the roll? And if so, are we spending any destiny points? Well, all right. Everyone agrees that we want to do it fast, but let me tell you something. This is no joke. We're flying into what is literally unknown territory in space. It's yes. ever-changing. Yes. There's always going to be something new and different, and we're kind of flying blind. I vote for no. Hmm. The threat may not come from what is different, but what is the same? Something caused the ship to crash. If we follow its route, we may encounter the same issue. 
That was exactly my thinking. But also more than that, if we go slow, if we act cautiously, and the other people that are also looking for this do not, then there's absolutely no point in any of this. Two of us, yes? Fast. Right, I go fast. I think that we... They'll expect us to go the other way. No, Because they'll be like, no one saying we'll take this way. That'd and so correct. if we do what... Well, if we do what they don't expect, then they won't expect us to do the thing. And that right. way they won't be waiting for us to do the thing that they don't expect us to do. All right. And uh, Noah? Hmm. I would say time is of the essence. If it helps, I have faith in you. All right. Uh, IT3PO. Yes. You were traveling um, with the captain of the ship um, prior to its uh, unscheduled departure. Indy, I have spent some time with my former master, Rel Captain Rel Hassel. Yes. And, not on, not, uh, and while I have seen and have been on the Sarna Law, I was not on it in its final journey. No, but you know the captain. Which is why I'm still here. <laughs> you know the captain. I do. I've known him for many years. And you would also, as an astromech droid, have records of um, routes that he's taken, calculations that he made. <gasps> Absolutely. Ren, uh, Rel Hassel... Sorry, sorry. Captain Hassel was a fine master who granted me my freedom many years ago and refused to wipe my memory due to my usefulness and quirky personality. Uh. <laughs> well, this might actually be a good decision in the long run. Anyone who describes himself as quirky can... Manic Pixie Dream Droid. Oh yeah. my god. Alright, Tom, yes. I would like, if possible, to leverage um, IT3PO's help for an additional blue die. That explains you... why he's blue. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You you absolutely can. Yes. Sweet. Alright, in which case we will we will defer he, to He's actually also just a really skilled astrogator and pilot, so he can just help you out anyway to give you a blue die. So absolutely. So two blue dice then? Uh, yeah. Sweet. He's not like other droids. <laughs> oh my god. I watched him helping you. The hello darkness plane. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's just like I'm the short. You like the best drone I've ever had. <laughs> All right, we are we are taking the fast route. So I would like to flip a light uh, a light side to a dark side to upgrade one of my astrogation dice. Great, and I'm gonna do the same thing. I would okay, like to flip a black dice because I'm a dick. I'd like to flip the other one to create fun shenanigans. <laughs> so because I'm a dick, I'm gonna I'm gonna do exactly that. Are you upping the difficulty? I am. Yes. All right, fair enough. So I am rolling three purple, one red. Yes. Uh, two black, one of which I nullify, and two blues. So. Yes, correct. Uh, while you're doing this, by the way, he he leans in towards you, Garthen, and says. Incidentally, has your droid been given freedom? I just want to establish the hierarchy before we begin our time together. Oh, he's detected that, you. Oh. That, that kind of stops me you. a little bit yeah. in midst of calculations, and I look over. It's uh, a good question. Uh, we don't claim ownership over him. May I? <laughs> <laughs> That's a question you have to take up with him. Why don't you have that conversation? <laughs> yeah, have it out. Have it out. <laughs> I can check Imperial Records to see if he's been formally granted emancipation under the Imperial rule. I somehow doubt that. Otherwise, he's the property of whoever would seek to claim him. And I could use a bodyguard. <laughs> we don't really do things like that. Uh, oh, how do friend. you do them? Well, I think put simply, there are people, and then there are people that we consider friends. At this point, we consider him a friend. We don't own friends. That's right. Do you consider me a friend? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that is earned. If that makes sense. IT3PO could really use your help. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
Of course. To be fair, he certainly sounds human. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he assists. And so let's have a look. What is the result? The result this? is one success and three advantages. Wow. Well done. <laughs> that is that is pretty great, I must say. Okay, so you perfectly ex- execute the direct jump. I mean, you, you continue along the Permalian trade route for a little bit, like a few hours at most before you, you know, sort of grit your teeth and go okay here it is and then that's it you do the jump now you think you've locked in and time will tell although we know you're successful (laughs) time will tell how successful you were you know what with that many advantages i'll actually let you even further decrease the time frame to let's say a good 40 40 hours or so nice now what are you going to be doing in those 40 hours? I'm going to be pretty much hands almost hovering over the control plane <laughs> or the nearest just... gravity well to snatch us out. Oh, I had so many fun mishaps to throw at you if you failed that check. Oh, oh well, <laughs> next time. But no, seriously, so you've got 40 hours. You've got a lot of revelations to speak of. The, the least of which is the fact that you have a, a renegade Jedi in your midst. Yeah. And you've got, I mean, well, it's up to you, Sam, whether you want to broach the fact that you firmly believe that Narnia is also a Force-sensitive person. And, you know, if, if, if anybody wanted to discuss the fact that many of you seem to have a common threat in this shadow network, mm. that might be something else to talk about as well. I agree. All these things are good. I'm surprised nobody's whacked me over the head with a newspaper for the situation that I've gotten us into. We still haven't resolved that. So. Well, we did we whack? I don't know. Uh, I think we, we whacked uh, Nunya over the head for doing it. Wait, I didn't. Actually, I don't think I don't think we know that he tried to do something. Yeah, no, we talked about totally got shit. The other <laughs> thing I was referring to that first run where they uh, recognised you. And if I'd succeeded, you wouldn't have heard the end of it. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is, in the first job that we had, uh, we came to discover that you have a bouncy on your head. Oh, yeah, that's old news. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? No. Yeah, well. <laughs> I just right. figured it wasn't, like, the most unusual okay. thing in right. this universe. You, you got it. So, extremely lucky. Is yeah. that, that That's what you said, right? No, I just, like, sometimes I get lucky. Like, it's just, I have good reflexes. I am good at getting myself out of trouble. Really? There's nothing weird about that. Tell me more. Like, does it happen when you really want something? Yeah, it happens when I really want to not die. <laughs> Okay. No, I just... No, this is a whole facet of you that I just didn't know about. This conversation is making me uncomfortable. Can I do a thing? <laughs> sure, do a thing. Do a character? <laughs> like, as I say, I'm standing here. You tell me. I'll just pitch like a... I'm like a steel bar right at the <laughs> Just like full on right at you. I don't actually have a... Uh, a you have some uh, sort of... Yeah, just like, you know, just uh, athletics or something to catch I it. mean, I have uncanny... Rea- yeah. I have uh, one blue dice to perception and vigilance checks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So narratively, why don't we just say, if, if you're both okay with it, that you do yeah. that, that you that you go to throw a metal bar at your head and you just catch it or something. Well, like I mean, I like I said, like I don't know how well it goes because it's mostly, like I said, it's at the moment it, it comes as an advantage to perception and vigilance. So like, mm. it would be like whether or not I noticed him doing it, which I don't know. Well, that'd be mm. that'd be the path. That, that's right? the thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Would it be perception or vigilance? Do we think? Up to you. Whichever's better. I think so. I mean, I yeah. think it's, you know, the old surprise yeah. <laughs> surprise attack of someone throwing something at your head. I don't think you're like, it's in the back of your head and you're like... Ch-. No, I, I don't grab... I, but I, I dodge. Yeah, it, it's just like... Yeah, I dodge out of the way. And I'm like, I saw you out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> well, well, we'll see if you do. Well, <laughs> you know, this is a, a narrative. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, just like, I dodge. I saw you out of the corner of my eye. You have a shadow. I heard you. 
My silence is my disbelief in that state. <laughs> I just, I just, stare, I just, I'm just looking at you. I saw him out of the corner of my eye. Stop looking at me like that. This is weird. Okay, what are you doing? Okay, 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 okay. Why is everyone looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> Look, easy, I don't like easy. this. I know it's something you might not believe, but you're incredibly lucky. Yes, and you can seem to sense things. I know. I saw it really with apparent. my eyes. I know. I know. But but these just... don't make my vision worse. Like he points to the little. <laughs> like I'm not looking through a tunnel. I don't have tunnel vision. I just have normal vision, and I saw it. Like it's just out of the corner. I saw a movement and just reacted. Like okay, but if something weirder happens that you can't explain, I can help. And it might not come today, or it might not come tomorrow. But if there are any questions or anything weird happens, I'm here. Okay? Are you trying to get me to join your cult? No. Because I'm not, like, religious. It's... <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Well, why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good talk. <laughs> and he just, like, walks off. He's just... You walk off in yeah. uh, being all disgruntled. That's fine. Cool beans. Anything else? Elle, can you give me a hand up in the cockpit for a sec? Certainly can. <laughs> Just didn't think you needed any help up there, but sure. Well, that's an extra seat for a reason. Plus, also... You need to take a micro nap. Also, you know how to shoot, which could be useful. I do. Where did you pick that up? Let's just say that when I was working for a certain someone that we met earlier... Ah. That um, there were a few things I needed to pick up. Like gunnery? Like gunnery. This isn't the first job that... I'm sorry, what was the name of Latala. Your... Latala. This isn't the first job that you've done for... Well, no. Let's just say that my intentions were good, but um, I was involved... How do I say this? I'm good at many things, but uh, I guess investing money is maybe not one of those things, and I got into a fair bit of debt. And as a part of that, she thought that I could be useful working for her as a medical specialist. Uh, I did quite a few things that I'm not proud of. Um, this is why I'm here and this is why I want to get out. And I want to go back to being the good doctor. I know I can be, but yes, let's just say that for a few months there, there were a few activities that I did for her that um, weren't within my university training. Let's just say that. Hmm. On Banu, uh, specifically on the space station, while uh, you were healing the bodyguard and um, while everyone else was uh, getting ready to do crime, <laughs> a former contact of uh, mine reached out in the most violent way. And if it weren't for V, I dare say he wouldn't have had uh, much of an option for getting off the station. They have something over my family too. I see. So, what's your angle here, then? What are you trying to get out of Isotech? I figure bring a corporation to fight a corporation. Isotech uh, not only seems to have a good reputation for paying uh, out contracts, but Shira seemed to indicate that she could help me with my problems with Oradelf. I see. I guess what I'm saying is, is that I get, I get it. Family in danger. I don't want to do anything that'll harm it, but if you, if there's something that you want to do about it, I'll back your play. I appreciate that, and I feel like I don't quite deserve, um, quite deserve that. I should have been a lot more upfront at first with the kind of baggage that I was bringing along with me. So, yeah, thank you. And just know that 
everything that we do going forward, once it, 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 it's going to be to get us out of this situation. But once we're out, if we can ever get to a point of being out, if we can ever get to a point of being free from being under these kinds of people and living this kind of life, then I am going to dedicate myself to helping people again. Um, for now, maybe we can just help each other, though, in small ways. Yeah, I think that'll be good. So if you've got my back, yeah, I've got yours. And I'll be a little bit more honest about my situation going forward. Uh, let's just say if we ever come across um, any kind of uh, gambling establishment again, maybe just clock me over the back of the head with something. <laughs> well, give me some sort of track patch and you got a deal. Oh, you got my permission. All right. And likewise, if you hear anything in regards to Oradelv Incorporated or a, a son of a Dubak, uh, Dama Lathan, <laughs> yeah. steer clear. All right. Noted. Hey, this ship, the, Sal- the Salina reached out to our uh, benefactor's father, a former, a former separatist captain reached out to um, the former head of Isotech. Do you think Isotech was on the separatist side of the war? Oh, would make sense. But Wouldn't it's hard to tell, really. What kind of morals does a corporation like this truly have? They, their only beliefs are profit. Well, they seem to have a, at least a good uh, a preference for paying paying their workers and also for feeding them out with a good quality ship. Like, I've got nothing but bad to say about a YT-1300, but these guys put in the work. I ever so 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 IT three PO pipes up from behind you and says, "I oversaw several of the modifications myself." And as to your question as to why Captain Harsel was in business with Isotech, that I can answer for you if you like. Sure. Captain Harsel's plan, of course, was to, after fleeing Imperial control, was to continue with operating and producing all the cybernetic enhancements and technologies that he and his crew on the Sanaloa managed to manufacture. However, they required a buyer. Isotech is, and was at that time, still one of the largest black market traders in the galaxy. They had an arrangement with Ropok, uh, presumably a generational one. Hmm. The idea was that he would be one of the main sellers, sorry, one of the main buyers of all the mm, illicit goods and technologies that they managed to produce. Interesting. That is very interesting. So this is so this is us trying to, I guess, reopen the deal that they had. This is, of course, before the ship crashed. It may not be in a sort of state anymore that. Uh, any operation of any kind could have continued. But I suppose that's what we'll find out. So Isotech wasn't necessarily on the separatist side. They were a dealer for them. Isotech are on the side of making money. Okay. As they that. usually are. Um, and I suppose while it suits our purposes to be working for them at the moment, we do have to take into consideration that being that they are on the side of money, we may be only seeing the surface or one aspect of what they do. So I think we need to stay vigilant. You can certainly trust that they are no friends of the Empire. Well, that's uh, good to know. That is something. I'm going to say, if Isotech were on the side of the Separatists, it might be that they were the good guys on the ground floor. As, so the rest of your journey goes by relatively 
uneventfully. <laughs> I think it's at one point IT3PO will definitely approach you, V, uh, perhaps when you're meditating oh, or no. just hanging around. You don't mind now. And says, It is a pleasure to see your model. Your disguise is really quite magnificent. You've even mimicked humanoid movement perfectly. If my bioscanners were not heavily modified, I would not even guess. It is a given away when I move fluidly sometimes. Sometimes. Or occasionally, I imagine, when taking damage. I have yet to take damage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's hope that doesn't change. Have you been granted freedom? Do you have a master? I took my own freedom at my master's death. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, take that droid out of the He says, oh my, how scandalous. Intriguing. And how long has it been since you've had a memory wipe? I have never had my memory wiped. And how long is your existence? Oh yeah, good question. Ooh, how old are you? That is a good question. Makes me exist- years old. You love old characters. Aha, I got you there. <laughs> <laughs> my existence started when my master died. I took his mantle and his name. And he, he sort of tilts his head to the side and says, And your master was a Mandalorian? He was. Intriguing. I took his name and his mantle. Well, we have both earned our freedom then. We are kindred spirits. And yet... <laughs> and yet <laughs> oh, this, God. this awkward stare off <laughs> <of> eyes narrowing <laughs> and now we cut to you arriving many hours I mean do you sleep I imagine you probably want to sleep I'd have to grab, uh, well I'd have to grab some sleep that's yeah. a good question Tom yes no, that's an insensitive oh, question oh okay I'm sorry do, those, <laughs> do the biological beings among us decide to sleep yep okay good so as the star lines fade into real space, the sensor system immediately goes absolutely haywire. <sighs> the first thing you see as the blue shimmer of hyperspace fades away, you are surrounded in a cloud of red, red and orange. I mean, obviously the sensors go completely haywire, there's flashing lights, uh, and as honestly, straight away... Uh, the sound of a malfunction alarm. A quick glance shows the system is basically completely jammed or overwhelmed. So looking outside, you can see the Chol system's, you know, star as a dim, hazy disk, and you really can't make out anything else uh, because or you, you can't immediately make out Cholgana, although you know that your jump was perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sh- it should be very, very nearby indeed. Um, so because it's the nebula's gases. This is actually... As far as nebulas go, this is pretty intense. This is actually probably, Garthen, one of the worst or thickest or most disruptive nebulas you've ever seen. It's uh, gases and dust. It's just, yeah, really quite terrible. Thick with two Cs. Can you please immediately make me a hard computers check? Hard computers check. Three dice? Yes. Uh, Oh, sorry, three purple dice. Mm Mm-hmm. Three. So it's going to take six minutes, but each additional success is going to decrease the... Uh, the time frame D- down to yep. a minimum of two minutes. Doing on yellow. Uh, one success, but two threat. Two threat. Okay. Strain on the ship. Uh, yeah, actually, it's just going to be strain on the ship. So there's there are some minor. There's going to be some minor repairs so that you can bring them up and jury rig them to be functional. But there's going to be a little bit of damage that you probably want to get fixed. Otherwise, you're going to have a black die on all sensor stuff going forward. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, but secondly, of course, it interferes. So the so the sensors are back up, mm-hmm. but the dust cloud definitely interferes with all visual sightings. So uh, you can try to 
kind of look around yeah. and try to find the sensors, basically. So one thing, though, because you managed to get the sensors online, you're in really, really good luck because oh. you realize that you are not only in the middle of a nebula, but also smack bang in the middle of a fucking asteroid field. What? Yup. So could you please, as you can see, now you have a chance to see, the asteroids hurtling towards you. Can you please give me a piloting space check, yep. adding two black die for the nebula that you're in? Yes. To not see these shapes looming through it. And I'm going to be a dick, and I'm going to flip what's another destiny point. Oh, sorry. Wrong what's way. the difficulty? So the difficulty for this is actually going to be three. Three? Sorry, two purple, one red. You got something, Nick? I was, no, I was going to say, fight the, fight the Destiny deck with the fact that real asteroid fields are, like, hundreds of miles apart from each other. I'd love that. It is Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you can actually, you can actually <laughs> have a triangle. But also, we're flying fast. All right. Um, yes. Okay, so I can select the two black dice with my um, uh, skilled jockey talents. Oh, look at you, fancy parents. I know, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's fine. All right. So that is going to be two purple, one red. Okay. Three yellow and one blue. For the handling. Yes. Okay then. Give me give me a roll. So all of you, by the way, you you just you lurch into this sudden stillness, and then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, you realize that Garthen is just whipping this ship around with its amazing maneuverability. Uh-huh. Uh, but for whatever reason he's doing this, you cannot fathom unless you are also up in the cockpit, which you know you might be if mm-hmm. you're all expecting to arrive at uh, Cholgana uh, very soon. But we'll see what you see. Yes, exactly. So, All right. We are looking at uh, one threat, two successes, one of which is a triumph. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's actually pretty damn good. I must be honest with you. All right, then. So, so you expertly... Uh, so, it's two threat, though. Is that right? One threat. One threat. Okay. Well... You just honestly, it's you just take one extra strain yeah. on the ship. As yeah, you whip this thing around, but it's been a while since it's really been put through its paces since yeah. the modification, so they strain a little bit. But you know what? It's perfect. And honestly, you've never been more impressed with Garthen's maneuverability. As for those that are in the cockpit and can actually see this, it's uh, you know like watching a pro gamer navigate a uh, flight sim. It just it just goes all the way around. You twist and turn. One of the larger asteroids comes dangerously close, but then you pop out. And with that triumph, I will say that you are you just happen to end up in the right direction Ooh. to be directly approaching Cholgana. So you realize that this nebula extends to well, frankly, completely encapsulating all but the atmosphere of the planet. Yeah. And so, but with that triumph, I'll say that you can just you know break atmosphere and go down and Excellent. get into actual proper atmosphere and be soaring above the the jungle location, the huge vast oceans as well, and the mountains in the distance that you can see below you. This is what I'm talking about, space. <laughs> ways to kill you. That's great. All right, then. So... All right, so that's it. There you are. Do you do you all rush up to have a look now that you're actually at the planet itself? And yeah. Sort of flying around. Great stuff. So, we'll, we'll, I mean, you know, I guess we'll we'll say that you all converge in the in the cockpit and are all sort of looking around. Soupy atmosphere of green. Yes, exactly right. So, nice. uh, first of all, the sky. Think of it like the entire sky is like it's under a permanent sunset because of the fact wow. that it's uh, because the nebula surrounds the yeah. planet. Yeah, so yeah, you can, yeah. So you can see the sun uh, sort of peering peering through, but it's obscured. It's very overcast, mm-hmm. but you know, and so as you're soaring across this kind of orange and red haze jungle, you can see, I mean, it is crazy thick. It's, it's 
like yeah. it's like Kashyyyk, where some of the the tree lines are a good, you know, close to a kilometer tall, you know, and just like just yeah. ridiculous, way beyond whatever exists on this world. Like it's complete science fiction jungle mm-hmm. location. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the piercing crags of the mountains mountains in the distance are there as well. So you first of all you scooch around for a little while, looking out for anything obvious. Like just you know, is there any technology, any settlements here? You know, unbeknownst to to Imperial records. No, nobody sends you a message or anything like that. You can't see any settlements. Now that you can do a little bit of a scan, you're not, you're not picking up on any, you know, obvious tech or cities or anything else like that. You know, no secret, you know, no, no secret civilization <laughs> that is, has, has been yet undiscovered. But due to the fact that, you know, at least big game hunters typically come here every couple of years at least, it's, that's, you know, not unheard of. So, uh, right. Now we're going to get to the search portion to begin, right? So you have a quarter of the planet. And this quarter of the planet is basically, you know, at least the size of, like, say, South America and is is purely jungle. There's a mountains kind of interspersed in the middle, like a spine. But that's kind of from the last data you managed to pick up from the pod. That's pretty much where you think it's that the communication was sent before it all went Mm. before it all went uh, belly up. So the ship is supposed to have crashed here. Yes, correct. Well, How it's very likely. Uh, ten years ago. Ten. So the obvious, not that my character knows this, but out of game, hmm. the obvious thing to do is to scan either the, the topography of the trees or the coloration of the trees. Hmm. Because if these are oh, thousands of feet yes. high, the growth must be hundreds of years old. Yes. So we're looking for a portion that is that's significantly new. newer than the rest mm. of it. It's how they find ancient cities in the Amazon. Makes sense. And yeah. the, surely, the sh- you obviously can't do it by eye, but the yeah. ship could either look at the tree line, look for any significant long gouges, yes. or, or um, density or colour. Yeah, I think that actually does make the most sense. So it's going to be computers check, of course. Sure. Okay. So let me have a quick look here. So this is pretty standard, right? I mean, your the nebula interferes with your senses, which means you can't do it from orbit. It also yes. means you can have to land once you decide to you know you can't sort of can't just sort of hang out up there. I should point out, um, L, could you hop into the ventral gun port? Sure can. Yes, good idea. Uh, whoever wants to can give me a now you. The sensors on your ship are slightly are slightly damaged, as mentioned, yeah. with that threat from before. Got it. But it's just going to be an average computer check to yeah. begin to begin looking for anything notable. Okay. All right. So two. Uh, so it's okay. two, and normally there would be one black, but I believe you remove that for. Is that for computers as well, or just for? No. Oh, okay. So two two purple, one black. Two purple, one black. Okay, yes. fair enough. Um, is there a perception component to this at all? There is a perception skill. There's a perception um, skill, but this is very much using the ship's sensors. Actually, yeah. because you... In the... When you get into combat, there is an option called scan the enemy, which relies on perception. Oh, okay. That's good to know. That is very good to know. Mm. I don't know if that would have relevance here or not, but just if you're looking for another skill to base it on. I'll tell you what. Anybody that wants to jump in and help by using a perception skill can assist and thus add a blue die or, well, or whatnot. I'll literally stand at the front looking for differences. Okay. That's fine. No, that makes I've got sense. intent... You know, the topography is it is varied, but I, I know what you mean. Where you can look for like, because the, the, the it was a huge ship. You're gonna be looking at a gouge miles long. That's kind and of if these yeah. trees are a thousand feet tall. Mm. It's going to be quite 
noticeable. It's a big area to cover, mm-hmm. but you can still definitely have a chance to do so, that's for sure. All right, okay. so let's so, so if you're assisting by looking, everyone is assisting by looking, yeah. we'll, we'll say that you can add a purple, uh, sorry, a blue dice. Blue dice. Everyone's on board? Yeah. It's one of those things that we may not come across it, but if we come oh, across right. it, we'll know it. Yeah. And to be fair, this is you, you've already got a great head start, and it's really just a matter of time. Yeah. It, it, it's not whether or not you will eventually discover this thing yeah. as you're looking for quickly it. It's, it's it. just how quickly. All right, so you said two purple dice, one black? I did. All righty, that is one success on the button. You okay. Roll your blue. Wow. Uh, yeah. So no, no threat, no so advantage, or anything else like that? I'm sorry? So no threat... No threat, no advantage. Or advantage? Okay, great stuff. So, what you pick up on is there's actually a few crash sites. A few notable locations, shall I say. Right. Okay, within Mm. this large area. So, in fact, there are three. Okay? And there are three basic... Uh, I suppose, you know, sites. And you'll need to get closer to them in order to sort of scan a little bit closer to pick up their, you know, more details about them in particular. So, I mean, look, we're just going to call them sites one, two, and three. Okay. Did you say it was a munificent class? Uh, was it a frigate or a freighter? The, the make of uh, the Silent Sentinel or? It is a frigate. So big. Fucking like, huge. Yeah, yeah. exactly. About, about as big as it gets, I think. Yeah. Does yeah. that narrow it down from three to two choices? As a matter of fact, no. Okay. Because here's here's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither one of them is, th- you think, the right full size. Oh, righto. Which means that the ship could have broken up into two or three Ooh, parts yes. upon its descent. Righto. Uh, all right. So, everyone? Okay. Three potential sites, no clear way of being able to determine which one's which, but we've got time. So, uh, sensor reading gives us, uh, is it like M-class planet? Exactly right. Uh, so everyone except for Nanya should be right to head out. Well, you can head out too, just <laughs> FYI is all. Look, I'm sure we're going to come to a come to a planet at some point where this is going to be reversed. This is why I said everyone buy respirators. <laughs> Now, it's worth noting that two of these locations are relatively close to each other. You know, like 25, about sort of 25 kilometers apart. And there's one that's further away, if that has any, any other bearing on your decision. Well, we have to progress between the sites on foot, or can we fly to each? Uh, so you can fly above yep. all three of them okay. uh, and do a, a, another scan there. But right. like to actually investigate it properly, you'll need to like land. Okay, I guess what I'm saying is, can we land on site, or do we need to uh, land a ways where there's actually a clearance? Actually, no. So yeah, it, it will be a little way away on all on all of them because all th- all three of them are sort of in thick jungle canopy. So you'll okay. you'll need to land relatively nearby. Uh, actually, one of them, you, the only way to to land nearby will be a good few kilometers away. All right, and we have yeah, we have no ground transport, so it's all going to be on foot. Yes, mm-hmm. all right, so a few hours walk. Fair enough. Well, I'll make for a clearance spot near one of them. I have them labeled in my mind, but is it just going to be one, two, or three? Uh, Whichever's the closest, first of all. No reason why we need to... um, Like, closest target to our landing site. Oh, okay. So, just so I'm clear, um, you want to land at a location where where you land the ship is going to be the shortest distance to the actual thing. Yeah, so I know that that there's one where it's going to take us several hours. I'm going to save that one for last. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Mm. So actually, in fact, um, if you... Yeah, so if, if you're going to go for one of them... That is the, as in where you can land is actually the, on the banks of a river. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually the closest distance to where you can land to yes. where you need to get to. In fact, you can, you think you can walk there in less than an hour. All right. Okay. Hey, um, anyone got survival to that curiosity? And that's, and that's the one that's kind of separate. 
And then there's the other two. Survival. Which, mm-hmm. uh, I have four green die in survival. That's nothing. I'm cunning. What? <laughs> oh, nothing. I'm just... Oh, good. Just getting an idea as to who should be probably going to need to rely on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I- I'm calling okay. that place location three. Yep. In which case, location three is where we're headed. All if right. it's possible, can I do like a sensor reading to see if I can get uh, like problematic... Uh, read of problematic wildlife. You sure can. Um, anybody that wants to can give me a survival check, actually. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> I can survive. What's I mean... the difficulty? Uh, so the difficulty is two. And two black knight. God. It's, pretty, it's thick. It's yeah. a thick, dense jungle. Let's have it works as machete. Yeah, just bust that out casually. <laughs> for everyone involved. Does anyone remember the screaming shield from the last campaign? (laughs) (laughs) The reason why I never used it. (laughs) I do remember that, yeah. Because it thought it was alive. Hey, shit. Just like me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a failure and a threat. Oh, Oh. wow. Yeah, it's fine. Honestly, you're not familiar with this place. As far as you're aware, there could be zero Nexu or there could be a million Nexu. Yeah. Probably the landing of the ships and them scattering. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you land on a huge riverbank. It's a a large clearing near a jungle. It's actually quite beautiful. Looking around, uh, I assume you just kind of, you know, get ready, get your weapons, get your equipment and whatever. Yeah. Um, You you don't need to pack rations because it's less than an hour's walk to this particular site that you're going to, crash site. Uh, So... Anything you say to each other or prepare before you leave? If it's possible, I wouldn't mind doing a little bit of quick maintenance on the systems train of the ship, but if you, we, that's only if we've got the time. Well, I mean, you, the time you take is up to you. You've, you you're, you've already made some great time with the actual travel here. Yeah. Just want to see if I can get the sensors uh, back to something resembling working order. Okay. Yeah. Give me a mechanics check. All right. You stay here. We'll go investigate. Uh, also, I'm bored with that idea. <laughs> <laughs> it three P is going with you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> For obvious comedic purposes. Oh. Let's see. Uh, is there a difficulty on the repair side? Oh, sorry, there's a system strain. System strain is less than half, so that's an easy. Yes. Uh, three successes, one advantage. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I mean, up to you what you want to spend that on, uh, if there's anything else that you can think of. Otherwise, I'll allow you to sort of bolster the sensors and give you a purple die. Um, blue die? Sorry, pardon me. Give you a blue die whenever you're... You know, trying to uh, get through the nebula again. Yep, next roll or something. Yep, that sounds good. And yeah, that's reduce the additional strain rank. Yeah, so reducing the amount of system strain a starship or vehicle suffers, reduce one additional strain per rank of fine tuning. Uh, so I got three plus one. Uh, that clears it. Perfect. That's awesome. Okay, great. So you sit there and you do some maintenance. I- IT3PO helps you, because why nice. not? Sorry, you should have perhaps... I mean, you're already completely successful, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but he would have been. He would have given you some assistance as well. Um, so as you all go down the gangplank, uh, down to descend to this beautiful riverbank. So think of it like, this is some land before time bullshit. This jungle is immense. It is ancient. The canopy is thick and um, what little sunlight, what little sort of creepy red haze uh, sunset style Mm-hmm. light um, does touch the actual forest floor is very very few and far between there's the occasional gap in the trees but I'll be all... doing a lot of perceptioning oh yes that's the one thing that I can do well probably in this um, whole thing that's really? very true actually uh, in fact roll now uh, yeah go for it actually do it just shout at me whatever you want me to do perception um, cool okay. so straight well, away you can ask politely too but like, right. you know <laughs> Look around! So, 
The first thing you see is that there are some big shapes in the water. See, I mean, this this river, by the way, is enormous. It's like it's like the Amazon River style, you know, large, large body of water. What um, difficulty? Difficulty? Do you want me to do for perception? Oh, uh, just two. Like this is just an I'm looking around check. Two advantages, and that's it. Okay. No successes. So you look around. You don't. You don't see anything of note right now. But you do with those advantages, if you like. You can take good sort of stock of the surroundings. So you kind of get a good judge for the terrain to the point where you think that, you know, if there was something to see, uh, you might get advantage next time. Okay. You start yeah. to see that. So what you notice is that what seems to permeate more than almost anything else is that the. Uh, jungle is surrounded by these huge green insects. They're kind of like these enormous dragonflies that are about a foot long. These, these buzzing creatures that kind of form into little packs and sort of wind their way around. You also hear a big splash as your ship lands. Something huge, something the size of a boat moves through the water. Like you just kind of see this mass just kind of move along and then descend further away. Uh, thankfully, leaving the area, obviously probably scared away by the ship landing, which, you know, wasn't subtle, but no, that's it. So I guess you make your way into the jungle, uh, charting the trajectory. Yes. Yeah, that'd be a really good time to do some sense. So, okay, um, I have a basic, the basic power, though. That's fine. Basic and control. Walk us through, walk us through it. Okay, so basically I can sense the force interacting with the world around me. Okay. I can spend a destiny point to either sense all living things within short range, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. including this includes sentient and non-sentient, okay. or sense the current emotional state of one living target with whom I am engaged. I think the first one would probably be the best use of it. Okay, interesting. Okay. Sounds, sounds good. Yes. And because it's been a while since I've actually used so the force power. Yeah, that's okay. So, so you, you stop and you pause and you close your eyes maybe, and you just kind of reach out and you can... You can sort of feel the jungle around you. You can feel the insects Mm. buzzing. What you're looking for is something uh, more notable that you haven't seen with your eyes. To see if there's any threats or anything around, really. Okay. So, reaching out with your senses, you don't detect anything that resembles that. You you think you're safe for now. Like, there's nothing... Mm. Apart from the insects and a few other smaller animals and so forth, you don't sort of pick up any, I don't know larger or more intelligent uh, thought processes. Mm. Okay. So you make your way into the jungle then. Yeah. Okay. Great stuff. So all of you go into the canopy and you start to make your way through uh, in in the direction that you're going. Now, it's still a thick jungle with lots of dips and valleys that you need to go through. So can somebody please give me a survival check to to navigate its uh, thick undergrowth? It's uh, Narnia's time to shine. What? All around you, you hear like birds and chirping and the buzzing of insects. And in the distance, you can hear what sounds like larger animal noises as well. This jungle is alive. Oh, and also, I didn't point out, but it's probably about like mid-afternoon mm. or so. So it's, you know. I don't know, man. Can we tell? It, it's hard to tell, but it's sort of, it's sort of mid-afternoon. So you'll be able to. light then do we have? Uh, you, you think a good five or six. All right. Sweet. Difficulty two? Yes. Uh, yeah, so that's a success and an advantage. Okay. Overall. That's pretty cool. 
Now, so that, so that's, so that's excellent. So you managed to pick your way through. Okay. But now as the darkness of the boughs surround you, you get a real sense of unease. Like this is a fearsome place. Like you can hear some larger sounds in the far distance. So as you first enter this wilderness, you are each and every one of you going to give me an average fear check. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So. Of particular relevance for our force users. <laughs> I, I think you mean force user. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, because none of you... Is that, because this, this potentially is one of the few things that can affect your morality. Obviously, doing bad shit will do that as well. Yeah. Or taking dark side points whenever you go to use a, uh, a force die. Mm. But the other thing that can potentially earn you conflict, which is the way that... Which is the mechanism that can cause you to drop immorality and head towards the dark side yes. is fear, obviously. Yeah. Uh, for everyone else, though, it can still be annoying. I just ended at least to hatred. Yes. It does. But not that you believe that sort of thing. No, that's Mark saying it. That's not Anya. <laughs> no, shit, it leads to anger. Anger leads to hatred. Damn it! This is why you're not a Jedi. This is why you're not a Jedi. <laughs> I mean, there are other reasons why I'm not a Jedi, but let's move on. Yes. Uh, so, you can use discipline or cool. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Ah, good. Three. I need oh, wow. more dice. Di- my discipline is better than my cool. Nick. There must be some mistake here, Tom. My character is very cool. No, you're a square. <laughs> it's such a square. <laughs> uh, difficulty, Tom, did you say? It is two. Thank you. Two. Shit, I lost one. Where'd it go? I don't know, but I'm not helping you. No. (laughs) That's funny, because it's right next to your foot. Yeah, that's right. Take it. (laughs) Wow. So, Tom. Yes. Balance this out for me. Okay. Overall. (laughs) Yeah. A threat and a triumph. A threat and a triumph. (laughs) Overall. Okay. Balance that out badly. (laughs) All right. So, with the triumph, it's easy. You will not have to make any... Gotcha. With that triumph, I'll let you not have to make any other fear checks on this planet, period. This jungle doesn't bother you. Fuck it. Pathetic. Yeah. Oh, no. Monsters. Ha! But you know what? You are concentrating super hard, so you have a threat. Is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. So you are going to go ahead and take one string. (laughs) Hi. I assume I'm not making this. Yes, you are. Everyone's making it. Oh. You can suffer fear. Hey, Sapiens has its downsides. Yes, Exactly. Uh, three advantage. Three Look advantage. at C-3PO. He was full of fear. Four advantages. Yes, yes. four advantages. Great. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, one advantage. That was actually... Great. Two purple dice. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Two. Wow. Two. Friends. Sorry, two. two failures. Yep. And one advantage. Okay. So you suffer two strain. All right. Because you're scared. You're a little, you're, you're just unsettled. There's too, much, there's too much living around here. You prefer cold mechanics of space and ships and, you know, planets. And this is just too many living things. It's all very unsettling. So failure translates into strain? Yes, it does. Cool. So is it three advantages? I'm still going to take two strain. And I'll spend one of, I'll spend two of those advantages in order to recover one of those. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Four advantages? Yep. So, but sorry, but did you, did you succeed or fail? Uh, no successes. No successes. No, no successes, no failures, oh, but just failed, more Which means you failed. Okay, so okay. That, that's fine. So let me just really quickly check something, sorry, because you sure. failed there. So you are going to earn yourself five conflict. Ooh, okay. No, that, that's that's brutal. Yes. Uh, three conflict. Just uh, note, note it down somewhere. It's a, it's a resource that you use. At the end okay. of the session, we're going to roll your first conflict roll mm. to see if you dip in morality. Okay. So it's unsettling. And you start to make your way through the jungle, of course. So as you approach the site in question, 
And you're looking around very, very carefully. You're staring at all the bushes, you're looking up, you're looking down. The buzzing of insects pervades your very senses and annoys the crap out of you. Uh, what is everyone's vigilance? Like, what's the who's the, who's like the most vigilant? I've got a green and a yellow. Three green. I have. Oh, I also have a blue. one green. <laughs> Three green and a blue. Two green and a yellow. I think that might be you then. Mm. Yep, because that, that, that's my difficulty for things sneaking up ah, on you. Okay. Do you want to upgrade a difficulty um, team? Yeah, I'm being open about the fact that I'm having something sneak up on you. So if you want to just spend yeah. one of your destiny points, you can. Make it two red and a purple that he has to roll. So what ah. you can do with the destiny point is increase his difficulty. Yeah. Okay. Um, if everyone's all right with that. I'm on board. Everyone else? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Look at yeah. Okay. 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 So what happens is you... And I, I like the fact that it's you as well, the yes. Jedi, of course. You sense it. So all of a sudden you look up and you can see them. And they are three oh, no. gigantic tree octopuses. What? What? I shit you not. Not what I was expecting. They are giant. They are inky, black, enormous. They are octopuses the size of Bengal tigers with a a tentacle span that grips the trees with a sort of an almost, um, almost slightly less aquatic looking. They have sort of a a skin, almost like a, not not snake-like, almost kind of like an eel, um, but less less moist as they descend slowly and methodically. And you can see they've got these, like, you know, their lamprey mouth has got these huge fangs as they descend. And like they are, I mean, it's, it's like, at first you almost take them for giant spiders, but then you realize, no, 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 they're, they're these fucking arboreal octopuses. So roll initiative. Now you're going to roll cool because okay. you saw it coming. Yes. Everyone else is going to roll vigilance. In fact, this time for initiative. Three advantages. <laughs> uh, Nadia, what'd you get? It's against what? Uh, so uh, nothing. Two. nothing. It's initiative. Roll, so it's just. Oh, a okay. Roll. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Two successes actually. So. Um, shit. How many advantages? None. None. Not bad on one dice. Yeah. Well done. Okay. And Sam. Three successes, three advantages. Three, okay, Ooh, great, nice. good, good. And Mark? Uh, and a success and two advantages. A success, good. And Nick? Uh, two, three advantages. And any advantages? Three advantages. Oh, but no successes? Yes. Yeah. So zero, but three. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And... Uh, one advantage, no success. No success, but one advantage. Okay. So it's going to go, because they're actually, they're all rivals. So they're all going to go on their separate, you know. So it's going to be uh, player, monster, monster, player, player, player... Monster. Okay. A monster roll no successes? And no advantages. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, so someone is going first. Who's going first? Uh, now, they have descended to the point where they are now close range. They're about maybe yep. four or four, three meters above you, like uh, uncomfortably close. Uh, and the fact that they're so big and moving so silently just squicks you out like you wouldn't believe. But yeah. Thematically, I like Sam going first, but if we're talking three meters, it should probably be V. Okay. Yeah, if you want. Happy to go whenever. Do you want to go now then? Sure. <laughs> I will take aim, um, and then I will fire. Short. There's short range. One purple die. So I will shoot two. I'll try to shoot two, one and one, with auto fire. Good. Yep. Yep. So I've added a purple die. Perfect. Okay. You raise your rifle and <laughs> send off a barrage of blaster fire. You notice ooh, the Jedi ooh. looking up. Yeah. <laughs> so that is... All right. So that cancels out two advantages. Yep. 
So three threats, three advantages I just get. One, two, three, four. I just get a bunch of successes. Cool. One, two, three, four, five, six. Nice. It doesn't matter how many you get. So. Yeah, six, six successes. So six successes. Really and so what's the damage you have on your rifle? Ten. So 16 in total. So 16 in total. Okay, good. That will, and that's on two of them. Well, no, just one because I didn't wasn't able to, uh, I didn't get enough successes to fire at the second one. All so right. it just hits the first. So, the, so you, but you almost. Oh, right. Because yeah. I couldn't pay for the event. Because you still need to. You're right. Which is one, which is one, yeah. you know, yeah. important point. You yeah. need to get You need the, to get two, you basically need to yes. be able to crit in order to use the auto fire. Absolutely. Well, more or less. So shooting up, you miss one completely. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it's doing this weird terrible thing which is uh, half spider and half monkey because it's kind of swinging yeah. between the branches so you one of them is just like no nah. <laughs> and you and you shoot the other one you almost kill it like you like any any other shot on it will take it out but you blast right through its bulbous fleshy body and it gives out this strange kind of sound as it sort of swings down yeah. uh, so that's great stuff who uh, monster's turn the yeah. one you shot is just going to drop on you it's just yeah. going to all it's desperate it's wounded it's it's just going to try and jump I will on tell you now that I will dodge good before you. you roll good apparently is the custom okay it is yes yeah, you know what? So. why not I'm just going to go ahead and do this I'm going to f- choose a destiny point to make this angry desperate thing attack you and uh, with a bit of extra fervor cool but yes, still it, rolling three purple dice I am still yes uh, okay, so alright, so it is so it lands on you and it gets advantages such that it not only uh, hits it, it just hits you, so it, it's gonna be a, a seven damage. But then not only are you entirely ensnared and sort of grappled by it to the point where you can't use your rifle until you break free or someone kills it, okay. but it also scores a critical hit separate to that. So we're gonna roll on the critical hit table. Ooh. Uh-oh. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's overpowered, which means it gets to make another attack on you at the same pool. Go, go, go. Okay, so it drops on you. It ensnares you. Actually, this thematically works out really well. So it it drops on you. It it hangs from a nearby branch with one of its tentacles. The other seven sort of grab you, like in its vice-like, you know, coils. Mm -hmm. And it scores a critical hit, which means that it can then make another attack. And what it's going to do is basically just sort of swing you into the tree. Ooh. We'll see if it hits though. Um, same pool, so 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 same pool as before. Yeah. So it's still the three purple die, um, and that one misses anyway. So, cool. <laughs> um, and, and in fact, it, it causes a little bit of strain on itself uh, because it got some threat. So actually, what happens is it goes to grab you, it goes to swing you into the nearby tree, and it does. But you manage to twist so that it actually smacks itself instead. So it deals itself another, another little bit of damage. And now it's really hurt, and it's kind of hanging there pathetically, with but with you still ensnared in its grasp. Uh, that is going to be another monster's turn, and so one of the other ones is going to drop on you because you because you looked up, you made eye contact. Yep. Jedi never make eye contact. God. <laughs> it's like dealing with people uh, with petitions on the street. Oh, yeah, don't look them in the eyes. Or very briefly um, make eye contact and tell them you can't stop and just be you know fucking adult about it. Sam. Yeah. You got parry. I do, I think. Uh, Is it a melee attack? Yes. Okay. I am going to... Uh, I've got my um, ancient sword out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say you do because you've been hacking through jungle. So, yep. So that's fine. Okay. Parry. When hit by a melee attack while wielding a melee weapon or a lightsaber, suffer str- three strain to reduce damage by two plus ranks in parry. Okay. Right, so the roll happens first. Well, the roll actually happens first anyway. So let's, yes. let's, let's see if it's even necessary. Okay. Uh, in fact, it is not. Um, okay. Well, you, you're not hit. It, it got some advantages, though. So what it's going to do is it's going to just kind of like not not completely grab you, but it knocks you off balance. So it lands 
it thumps down next to you and kind uh -huh. of pushes you back a little bit. So it's kind of all up in your business. So uh -huh. it's it's going to get a, you're a bit off balance and you stumble back through the foliage. Yep. It's going to get a, or, or the next person to attack you is yep. going to get a blue die. Uh, but no damage and no hits taken to you. Okay. Uh, that is then going to be someone else's turn. I figure either either one of you two. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I grab my blaster and start blasting. Great. Uh, now, very importantly, uh, are you going to go for the severely, severely wounded one that's still uh, barely hanging on to Nick? Are you going to go for the one that's all up in Sam's business? Or are you going to go for the third one that's still up in the trees? If I could do more damage, one would assume I could take out the third one that hasn't gone yet and metagame it. I'm going to put forward that it, it swallowed 16 damage. I will take the one on Nick. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so if you hit this one, it's dead. One, two. Yeah, correct. One. Rolling. Ew. Oh, it's so dead. Four successes and an advantage. Great stuff. Well, yeah. So you take careful aim. You perfectly shoot it. Just a couple of quick... Quick blasts into what passes for its brain, and Nick, you can feel its tentacles slip off you, and it falls down to the ground dead. Who's next? Me. Go for it. I imagine. Yeah. Well. Yeah. By all means, do. Okay. So, uh, light blaster. Uh, do I want to get within range of the other one? You're already in within range. Of, of melee range. You. Well, you're in short range, so it's like you can spend a maneuver to do it. So you can run up to the one that's engaged with yeah. Sam. I might do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Your sword's already out, so you, you don't need to draw that. Everyone's weapons are out, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Walking yeah. through okay. a hostile environment, I'm just going to yeah. grant that your weapons are out. Quite. I still um, assume that I need to spend a strain to kind of get get up there. Would that be correct? No. Because mm -hmm. no? you, you, you get a free maneuver, so don't forget you can you can become engaged with it. If you want to spend a strain to also aim, you can. But if you just want to run up and attack it, you don't have to spend any strain. Okay. Cool. All right. In that case, I will... Give it a whack with my sword. Are you going to spend the strain to aim or no? Yes, I am. Perfect. It's a good um, tactic, really. Like, strain's pretty easy to... And melee is two? Yep. Yes. So, okay. That's interesting. It is. So it's three successes, one threat, and one triumph. Oh, my. That's pretty amazing. So, first of all, you can score a critical hit mm. with, yeah. with, with that triumph. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Do you want to do that? Yes, absolutely. So, would that be... So, what is critical hit in terms of damage? It just doubles? You roll on a percentile dice, and uh, depending on the result, you'll uh, consult a table of critical hit damage. Uh, percentiles are on your app, by the oh, way. Oh, are they? Yeah. Cool, 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 so, cool. so, roll, and I'll tell you what it is. Yes. Uh, okay, so... Well, what's the damage, first of all? Sorry. Uh, okay, well, that's what I was asking. So, I have to roll a percentile dice... No, no, sorry. So critical hits separate to damage, actually. So, okay. so damage five uh, plus my three successes is in addition to that. Is that correct? That's correct. So eight damage. Okay, so your sword slices into it, but then we'll see what the critical hit does as well. And 60 on the percentile dice. Agonizing wound. Hey. Uh, cool. So basically... Until the end of the fight, it has to increase the difficulty of all its attacks and maneuvers. That's really good. Anything that scare it off? So you slide. No, these things are pretty single-minded. But, okay. but but you do like you cut through a couple of its tentacles, and so it's just flopping around. It is not doing very Spooky, well. Spooky, right? Yeah, this black icon just kind of spurts out. It looks pretty disgusting. Uh, good, good roll. Uh, who's next? Not bad. Uh, me, I think. Okay. All right, I'm going to spend a round to... Oh, sorry. Spin a maneuver to aim and then uh, open fire on the unwounded one. Perfect, yes. Um, sounds good. So that is going to be... Do yellow, a green, a blue, one purple. 
That is going to be two successes and four advantages. So I, too, shall roll on the critical hit table. Yeah, you roll. That is going to be a 70. So that is going to be uh, scattered sensors. Okay. So basically, uh, it removes a blue die from all skill checks until the end of the encounter. So we'll, we'll, we'll say your blaster just sends up sparks in its face and its eyes blink. Yep, and a total damage of nine. Okay. All right, cool. So once again, shooting up into the trees, you know, some insect scatters. You hear some strange monkey creatures running away from all the noise. And this thing also gets a couple of blaster bolts in the bulk of its body. Uh, whom? One person left, I think. I know. We've all gone for our first round, except for, I think, the third monster. You've all got... Yeah, sorry. I know the third monster's last. I thought we had... No, that's it. We're all, we're all good to go. Okay, fantastic then. So, um, the one on the tree... Yep. Is, is the one that hasn't gone. So it, it's just going to drop down on yourself, uh, Ben. Okay. Swings over to you and is going to give it a give it a shot. It's rolling one additional black dice for my own. It is. Nothing. Sweet. Just a flat, a flat nothing. <laughs> so it just, it, uh, some total of two, f- deck. of two. Yeah. So it, it just launches itself at you. You just roll out of the way and it thuds into the ground, into the jungle next to you. All right. Top of the round. Who wants to go first? All right. I'll take a pot shot. Same, same deal as last time. What's the difficulty? What now, do you say? Are you going to go for the one that's engaged with Sam? I'm going to go for both. Or, oh, yeah. Go on. fire it. That's cool. Yep. Still one, one die from you. Uh, yeah. I won't bother. Yeah. I'll flip the thing as well if do you're it. okay yeah. with that. Just to. Yep. And just make that yellow. Let's do it. Spending a destiny point? Yes. Uh, so that is triumph. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I abs- So I've got a triumph note and like, uh, yeah, they're dead. Like, okay. So I'll tell you exactly what it is. <laughs> Two successes, one of which is a triumph and four four advantages. They've both already been wounded. So it's, yeah. it's, it's safe to say that you very, very cool sniper style is kind of like take careful aim, bam, one shot, take careful aim, bam, one shot. I have it's, no threats. I have no threats or no. anything bad on those dice. It is textbook mm-hmm. and they both Sorry. fall to the ground dead. Do you say anything after this brutal encounter? I just like the idea of like what I saw visualized with that. You know how like where, where a sniper is aiming and um, in media and kind of there's this thing where they steady their breath and reduce their heartbeat to make sure that their aim is perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, B obviously doesn't have this, so I imagine, like, like I like this idea that you kind of hear these servo motors whirring. <laughs> like, like, it's create, like, a steady cam kind yep. of, like, yeah. you know, Lock it all in place. Thing. Yeah. I don't know. That's mm. where my... No, I like it. It's yeah. just like a calm... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I so- love it. IT3PO walks over to one of the corpses right. and actually just kind of like holds up his right arm and he pops up what is basically almost like a little, an extension comes out of his wrist oh. and it's like a little built-in data pad. Yeah. And he starts to scan it like this, oh. this, this little blue haze of light. He says, Arboreal yeah. octopus, I am updating my databanks. I have very limited knowledge about them ever since the arena. Knowledge is power. I, I might- knowledge is Power. <laughs> Alright, this guy's legit. Um, right. I might also do a, a xenology check or something like that just to see if I can get any information or if there's any kind of part of this creature that might be useful, if that makes sense. Yeah, you sure Looted can. For weird tentacle glands or whatever. Yeah, and then actually it's funny you mention that because the next thing, if you watch him, the next thing he was going to do also and makes probably, probably even makes a suggestion and says... Their ink is actually quite valuable. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yep, no, I know that. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a check. Yeah. Does she know it? We will find out. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, difficulty? Three. They're pretty yeah. obscure. 
Uh, one success, one threat, one triumph. What is going on? Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so, four, so four successes then and a triumph. Uh, two successes. I think... Sorry, yeah, one success and one triumph. Okay, well, okay. In that case, then, I will say that not only do you know about the value of the ink, uh, not in great detail, but you know that it's valuable, I will say that with that triumph, you know, being a doctor, exactly how to safely extract as much ink as possible. You can empty their ink sacks completely. So apart from being valuable, what is the actual nature of it again, sorry? It's blinding, obviously. So you can use it as a as a, as a spray weapon. It's also very viscous and can be used in some medicinal properties. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, what kind of medicinal properties? I'm going to ask you to be specific, buddy. I mean, I, it, it cures leprosy. I don't know. It well, cures, I'm picking it up then, It Tom. cures various I ailments. It's like biological Vanta Black. Yes. It's, it's really cool for, for dyeing clothing. If Kapoor is listening, yes. you may not use this. Yes. No. So, Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking ish Kapoor. So you extract the ink, do you? Yeah. Well, you tell IT3PO where to do it, and he actually has an Omni tool. So his left arm, as he holds it forward... It just kind of almost ghost in the shell, like just kind of explodes yeah. and opens. No, up. I think I, I insist that I do it because okay. I feel like I'm. He has like, his... This is my thing. So uh, he's like, "Oh, very well. I'll simply observe and uh, let you do better next time." Critique. Oh. Hey, Tom. Maybe no. This is not how you make anime friends. References with the giant <laughs> tentacle monsters. How do you? Oh, I was just thinking that. Oh, did I say that out loud? I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! So, I tried not asking stupid questions. <laughs> so he just sort of looks, he just he just looks at you. Uh, so you, <laughs> I give him an equally blank look back. <laughs> you extract the ink. Is that correct? Sure do. Fantastic. So you extract the ink, and that's all very well and good. You have successfully defeated the arboreal octopi. Very well done indeed. And that is where we will leave it for today. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. And Ooh. scene. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.